Today is for those of you who have yet to do your taxes. We compare using tax prep software versus going to a tax professional. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is sponsored by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Do you know your auto loan rate? At Advantage Federal Credit Union, auto loan rates are as low as 2.79%. Brian Martucci, the finance editor at moneycrashers.com. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. We can't put it off much longer. And I saw a recent article you just did using tax prep software versus hiring a professional. What should you do? So for those of us who have yet to start preparing our taxes, um, it's good to know that you did the research for us. That's what I do. Okay, so what'd you come up with? Because I think a lot of people, when they when they hear or think about doing their own taxes, it's uh, it's a little bit scary because you don't. Want, th- this is one thing you do not want to screw up. Right. That is that is definitely true. Um, and I should say uh, to start that I'm not a tax professional. Um, you know, I'm not a CPA or, or anything like that. Um, but I did do a lot of research for this this story, and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting what I was able to find. So if you if you want to DIY it, if you're um, comfortable taking that uh, not not risk, but uh, taking that step, you probably want to make sure you're okay with a couple things, or that a couple things apply to your situation. The first is that you're comfortable doing your own research. Most of the major DIY programs to have a lot of help resources online where you don't actually have to talk to anyone to find out the answers to your questions, but you do kind of have to dig through sometimes. So if you're on a really tight timeline or you're just not that comfortable sorting through health topics and your situation is complicated enough that you're probably going to need to, you might want to think about just working with a human from the get-go. Okay. Further to that, the more complicated your tax situation is, you know, if you own a business or you have a lot of different deductions or different sources of income, maybe you own a rental property, uh, stuff like that. You know, again, it's definitely possible to use a software program and and many people with complicated tax situations do, but it's going to take you longer. And if you're not super comfortable with the material, you could end up leaving money on the table, missing deductions and so forth. A lot of these software programs, though, they're pretty self-explanatory, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I personally use uh, software to prepare my taxes and, and my situation isn't super simple by any means. You know, I'm I'm proof and there are plenty of people who are in, you know, an even more complicated boat than me who use software and uh, and, and do fine with it. So, yeah, if you're if you're using a, a major program like TurboTax or H&R Block, you are going to find the help that you need. And, and those programs also do have experts, uh, either CPAs or uh, enrolled agents available should you need them. Uh, You may have to pay a little bit more to talk to them, but uh, it's probably money well spent. Okay. So how long have you been doing it using, you know, doing it yourself using one of these tax prep softwares? Uh, I'd say at least uh, off the top of my head, at least a decade. Oh, um, really? Oh, for that? Oh, wow. Okay. And the biggest advantages you found using one of these services and doing it yourself is what? probably the biggest advantage for most people is that they're less expensive generally than working with a a full service CPA, you know, an independent person you'd find in in the phone book um, or online. Um, The the, the numbers vary, so I don't want to say exactly how much you can can save, but uh, 
probably a rough rule of thumb is is about half of what you pay a CPA you could probably file online for. And then uh, the other part of that cost equation is that when you're using a software program, you only pay for what you need. So the less complicated your situation is, the less you're going to pay to file your taxes. That's also the case with CPAs, but the baseline is higher. So if you're pretty simple, just a W-2 and standard deduction, then um, you you probably don't need to go to a, a CPA. You can, you can handle it yourself. What is your situation? Do you have a family? You said your situation is simple, not the most simple, but it's not really that complicated. Just to compare your lifestyle with ours to see if we should DIY this. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a family. Um, and so I, I actually have in the past itemized deductions um, after the, the tax law uh, passed in 2017. Uh, I've been taking the standard deduction because the way that that law was designed to encourage a lot of people to take the standard deduction. And I have, uh, you know, a few different sources of income, but it's not overwhelmingly complicated to the, you know, the point that I'm, I'm dealing with like a okay. dozen different uh, yeah. forms and statements and stuff. Now you work Money Crashers full time, but for a while there, you were doing a lot of freelance writing. So those were paychecks coming from different areas. Did you find it more right. difficult? In, in that in that particular situation, it's it's fairly straightforward because you're getting you are getting um, different 1099s from the, the entities that you're doing work for, but it's fairly simple to just kind of enter those numbers and enter them in the appropriate place. It does it's not a huge it doesn't like greatly lengthen the process. Okay. Whereas if you you know own rental real estate or you own like a, a business with like goods and depreciation and all that stuff, then you're doing a lot more calculations and you you probably want a professional helping you at that point. Okay. Are there any warnings or heads up that you would give? Because I'll admit, I uh, did try to do my own taxes a couple years ago and I, you know, at first was jumping up and down, super excited because the amount that I owed was a lot less than years past. I should have picked up on that red flag. But I ended up filing and then realizing that I forgot a very important document to submit. Uh, And uh, yeah, yeah, that totally (laughs) screwed me up and in panic (laughs) mode with like a week left to the deadline. So my advice is make sure the numbers are pretty close to what you're used to either owing or getting back. Yeah, that's right. And most tax prep software um, has an accuracy guarantee and a, a maximum refund guarantee. Uh, or minimum tax owed guarantee. So, if the software makes a mistake, then you'll basically it's, it won't be considered your fault. Um, in in your case, you know that was, that probably wouldn't be covered. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it wouldn't be. <laughs> it happens. It happens often, though. So, you know, don't feel don't feel bad. Um, it is nice to have that backstop. But on the other hand, if you're when you're working with a, a human that you're actually sitting down with. Um, you're probably, you know, you're talking to them on the phone before they actually put everything together and then you're gathering all the documents and giving them, you know, handing them over and having them actually prepare your return. They are more likely, I think, to notice that you're, you're probably missing something here, you know, if, if the numbers aren't, aren't adding up the way you think they're going to. So I'd say that's, that might be a slight advantage of working with, um, working with a uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other warning signs or any other mistakes you made DIYing it that you want to forewarn everybody about? <laughs> I've made uh, omissions, uh, you know, accidental omissions or tabulation errors, and 
unfortunately I've always kind of gone back and been like, okay, this doesn't make sense. But, um, I would, I would say just as a general warning, if you are going to DIY it, um, triple check everything that you do the, 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 these programs are designed to, you know, walk you through the entire process and they kind of make, you know, they do make sure that you've, you've done everything right, but it's still at the end of the day, you're the one, you're the only one who knows for sure that you entered everything that you were supposed to enter uh, and that you didn't leave a form on the table somewhere. So yeah, triple check. That's my advice. What are the perks and the advantages of hiring a tax professional? So I I would say, um, as is often the case when you're debating whether to use software that's kind of replacing the human element, if you like sitting, and this is kind of an intangible thing, uh, but if you like sitting across the table from someone and uh, kind of talking through your situation, asking them for advice, then, you know, again, you can with a full service uh, online program, you can do that, but it's a little bit more cumbersome and you might have to pay more for it with a CPA. You know, you've got their full attention when you, you are at that appointment. Um, so that is a big, that is a big help. Um, also it's shorter, uh, overall, you know, you do still have to gather all of your documentation and in certain cases you might have to kind of create spreadsheets to, uh, help walk your CPA through everything. But, uh, your actual time, preparing is probably going to be shorter with the CPA because they know what they're doing and um, they just kind of bang, bang, bang once they start going. Yeah. You kind of just dump all your paperwork on their desk and say, okay, go (laughs) tell me when (laughs) you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) They they like it. They like it when you organize things, but yeah, basically. (laughs) Okay. On average, not the first time, because I'm sure the first time it takes a little longer, but on average, how long does it take you to prepare your taxes? That's a good question. Um, I would say, yeah, not, not, not counting the first time. I'd say it's a couple. I usually block out an entire weekend day as like my, my tax day. Um, it usually doesn't take the entire day. Uh, and that often involves a lot. I, I have, you know, like I said, the different sources of income and some other, you know, forms and things like that to keep track of. But uh, I would say the, the actual time spent, kind of working through it would be on the order of two or three hours. Okay. And I think my, mine probably a little bit longer than, than most people. Again, if you just have a W2 and you're taking the standard deduction and there's nothing too funky about your situation, you could get it done faster than that. Okay. All right. Well, that's something to consider then. Um, You know what I wanted to ask you, because there's a lot of people who are interested in the the side gigs, the, you know, the little side hustles. And you did. We mentioned it. You you, you were a freelance writer for a second there. Can you Mm -hmm. give us some Mm -hmm. insight in that? Was that hard to get into, to break into advice for some people who may have an interest in that? I guess hard, sort of a relative word, but... uh... I wouldn't say it was, you know, I broke into it and I don't, I don't think there's anything like unique about me or anything. I just, it was a matter of diligence. Like you've got to be prepared to reach out to a lot of folks who need writers, who, you know, need writers, uh, publications and and so forth. Um, Fortunately, the internet makes that really easy because you can see websites advertising that they need help and you have to be prepared to either be ignored, which is going to happen most of the time, or, or actually hear, no, we don't need your help. <laughs> okay. Don't <laughs> um, take offense. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you have a good, an email pitch, you can send out, um, you can send out a lot of emails in a pretty short period of time and then just see who responds and, and go from there. 
Are there resources out there to help find a gig or did you pretty much just take it upon yourself and go through LinkedIn and other social media outlets to to find a job? It was more more self-directed, more of the more of the latter. There are there are resources that you can use um, for, that for writers to um, help get you kind of started. But I personally just sort of did it probably the hard way uh, where I just reached out to on an individual basis to websites um, or individuals that I, you know, appeared to need some writing help. And, you know, fortunately, I was I was able to find some success. Is there a lot of need for that? There, there is. I mean, there's a new websites come online every day and okay. um, the, the population of Internet users, you know, grows every day. So there is a there is a huge need for publishers for for content. And, you know, some some of it, it, it it's all across the spectrum as far as the quality and the pay and the subject matter. But yeah. there is a lot of opportunity if you are confident about a particular subject you will find someone who is willing to, to hire you um, and, and you're, you know, and you have a knack for writing. Was there certain questions that they all ask to validate credentials, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good question. Um, at the, I, I think at, at a, a higher level, if you were writing for, you know, let's say um, like a legal publication where they want you to, if, if not actually have a law degree, they want you to be um, an, an expert in whatever you're writing about you probably have a more in-depth interview process. Um, in my, in my case, a lot of it was more, you know, Hey, show me some examples of what you've written in the past um, and talk a little bit about your experience. So uh, I guess the nice thing, if there's a silver lining to pounding the pavement like this is that you're not going to have a lot of sit down interviews mm. of the sort that if you okay. were actually looking for a full-time job. All right. Awesome. So thumbs up on that and go for it. Might be it, hard definitely. at first to to get the ball rolling, but don't be discouraged. Um, yeah, don't be discouraged, right? Okay, awesome. So now, Brian, we always end each interview with a, a smart money strategy. Do you have something personally that you do in your family's budget that we can learn from? Yeah, um, I, I do. I, well, uh, multiple things, but I think the one that really sticks out is um, I try to, sounds corny, but I try to give every dollar a job. Um, so both on the spending side and on the, saving side, every dollar of income that comes through our household um, has a, a purpose set for it. I'm better at this personally on the, the savings front because it's it's a, it's a easier to sort of look ahead and say, okay, in six months, I want to do this. What works for me is putting funds in multiple savings accounts, but savings accounts that each have a defined purpose, like a vacation fund or a restaurant fund or whatever you want them to be. And just putting money in there every month, and uh, that—that's how much you have to spend on that particular item. So that sounds very organized. Are you typically an organized <laughs> person, or is this? I'm, a, I'm actually not. I'm not super organized in my everyday life, like, okay. my, like physically speaking. Um, but I've, I've managed to. <laughs> I am a hot mess, life. but financially, <laughs> no. <laughs> I would love to see yeah. your workspace right now. 
It's not that bad. <laughs> Your workspace at Money Crashers. Everybody knows Brian's desk. <laughs> If you have to choose between your, uh, you know, your your physical life and your financial life, I'd say go for go for the financial <laughs> life. All right, wonderful, Brian Martucci, finance editor at MoneyCrashers.com, the go-to website for anything pretty much finance. Oh yeah, runs runs the spectrum. Um, pretty much anything personal finance related, uh, we've got your answers. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. Next week on the Seven Figures podcast, your financial Sherpa will be in the studio. Jeff Tyberski, how to talk to your kids and get them financially prepared for the future. That will be next week. You have a fantastic weekend. I will talk to you next Friday. We raise a glass and say cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women. Seven Figures is sponsored by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Do you know your auto loan rate? At Advantage Federal Credit Union, auto loan rates are as low as 2.79%.